0: Welcome to Getting to the Truth in this Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is an artist who alters actual comic book covers to transform classic good versus evil stories into a reflection on the problems that plague our society. Systemic racism, police brutality, corporate greed, and political corruption. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kumasi J. period, Barnett. It's my J. Name. period. Yeah, yeah. Because my dad doesn't believe you need a middle name, so he only gave me an initial with a period.
0: Really? Yep. Yeah. That is delightful. Uh-huh. I I use my middle name as my my fake surname for, for the end of, for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Rob Lee. So I'm a country singer because I have an actual <laughs> last name.
1: Yeah. Well, I use my full name for everything, basically, because it's one more letter. I also did it to my daughter. I gave her a middle initial. So Yeah, let's get it. Suffer, baby.
0: Yeah, get it. Let's go. So uh, let's see. I want to get into it. I want to talk about... Um, Give me a quick rundown your your background and describe like describe your work. That's that's ultimately where I always try to start. And then I build off of that. So for the fine folks who are uninitiated, undipped, not colored in, if you will, describe your work.
1: Okay, so I am a painter like I uh, was trained as an abstract painter. But like I was born in Providence, Rhode Island, been in Baltimore since I was like three. So I was raised here in Turner Station. Uh one of the young kids when I went back there the last time said T.S. T is for the thug, yeah. S is for the slug. I was like, it's not like that. It's like, <laughs> it's in the back of Dundalk. It was really, really isolated and people were poor. So I grew up there um, and you know came up through Baltimore County,
0: yeah.
1: uh, like the school system. The work I make is I take comic books and I alter the content of the covers. Yeah. So I take these uh, fictional stories to tell real stories. And I change as little as possible to make them a real narrative, like a real historical. Se- uh, I, I like to think of them as like little allegories. So they're, they're like the stories that black people tell each other and tell their children. And some of them are warnings, some of them are celebrations. Some of them are just truth, some of them are history. And they look better than I can describe them. Yeah,
0: I mean when I saw it I was like uh, I saw some of your stuff early and I remember when I first reached out I was like I don't give a damn what's happening I'm interviewing this dude I need to make this happen I don't care I don't care I don't care so so for you why, why comics why, why comics um, to I guess to be that, that area of influence that area of reference
1: so I, I learned how to read through comics <clears throat> like I was young and you know you're in school Baltimore County schools uh, Dundalk, you basically, you pass by not being a problem. Like, if you're just not, if they don't have to think about you, you're probably <laughs> going to get through that grade level. Um, So, like, there was this little tiny library in Turner Station. It's not there anymore. It closed before, like, I even got out of middle school, I think. And it had this, like, big bin of comics and like Garfield, and they were all trashed. And me, and my brother, a couple of my friends, Randy, Garland, would just go in there we just read them. And I remember me and my brother just reading all of them. And I read all of them. And like, that's how I learned to read. And then it just built upon that as I got older, when we started getting jobs, when we started working at like, you know, you start working at like 12 because your family doesn't have any money. And then you start really working at like 15, 16, And me and my brother were going to the comic book stores and basically buying one of everything. Like we were, we were both working. So like we would never buy the same comic. So we had enough to read and enough to do. And it's my history. Like it's my culture. Like a lot of it is like, a lot of the comic book people are like, "Eh, why are you doing this? You're not a comic book person. No, baby. I'm, I'm a comic book person. Like
0: from way back. So obviously, you know, I'm going to have comic book questions because I, I sussed you out on that one. I was like, okay. look, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not deep yeah. in the game. I don't want to lead, you know. Nah. Uh, so so like outside of comics or what have you, because I kind of get it. Like comics has and this. I do have a question to kind of about this later, but comics have like a long, long, long history and they've c- covered multiple things. And I think a lot of what I've seen from your work, it kind of turns some of these things that the Golden Era, the Silver Age. i was like, I yeah. don't know if that's a lot of yeah. brown-colored superheroes that have the name Black somewhere, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of kind of turning that on its side. What other genres of media, let's say movies, I say music or what have you. Do you feel that you could take that? You would be interested in taking your approach that you've done with like the comic covers and your paintings to what? What, what would you want to do that in in an, another medium? I suppose would it, would movies be interesting to you to say? all right, I want to flip this.
1: Well, not necessarily movies, but um, cartoons would also be along the same lines. Uh, Not manga, not anime, because I came to that later in life. But like, these are the things that I feel are mine. Because I, like my history growing up, like I saw Transformers, the movie, in the movie theater for like $3. Like, I remember it. And I remember because it took a, like 75 cent on the bus to get up there, 75 cent to get back. And it was like 350 for the movie.
0: And you're talking about the 1986 movie where Optimus Prime dies at the beginning. Shocker, shocker, spoiler, spoiler.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not really the best movie because like Rodimus Prime, no. Okay, it's fine. It's fine.
0: Let's stay friends here now because (laughs) I I, I, I'm a Rodimus Prime. No, not really.
1: (laughs) I was like, you'd be the first I've ever met.
0: I reject this person. <laughs>
1: but in terms of like making things, like yeah. uh cartoons would be a thing, but I'm trained as a painter painter. Like yeah. art history, like uh you know I went to College Park, so art history with an honors degree, like uh thesis written. So like I'm like uh abstract trained when I got my MFA. So yeah. like I'm art and I'm art history. And that just combines with what I am, like what I was raised as, what culture is. Yeah. So it's all thrown in a blender. This is what you get.
0: I dig it. I I, I truly do. So you you touched on um, like, like grabbing comics with your brother and kind of that the Ben and all of that situation. So were, were there any other experiences like growing up in Baltimore that really comes top of mind that influenced your your work or your, your current work or even your previous work. I mean it's all
1: Baltimore. Like since I'm from the Turner Station, I'm from like if you go to where the uh like not the harbor, but the uh, the docks are where the port mm-hmm. is, you go a little bit outside of that and you're underneath the bridge, next mm-hmm. to the water, and soon like it will be like gentrified because you can see the water and you'd be on the water. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm from there, but like, you know, when you're from Baltimore, like you get old enough, you're from all over Baltimore. Like, You spend time in East Baltimore. Like uh, my dad was living up on 22nd and Greenmount. Like, so you spend time up there. Like you're in Fells Point, you're in Upper Fells Point. You're on the other side of Patterson Park. You're in West Baltimore. You're like, you're all over so like, I think these stories are the stories of black people in America, specifically the urban areas. So city city people and like the stories that go along with that. Like I am about to reread uh, uh, Between the World and Me by Tanaji Coates for this like black male uh, reading group. And I didn't finish it the first time because I was like, "Oh, this is just Baltimore stories." Same. same. <laughs> so I just like, "Yeah." And it's like, uh, I was already painting at that time, and like the paintings are like a version of that. So if you're from here, you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." But that also translates to other cities. It transfers to places like uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland and uh, St. Louis, Memphis. There's a different flavor to it, but. Like they might not put Old Bay on it; it might be barbecue sauce. But right.
0: Like they're similar. <laughs> Was it with the slap your mama sauce in New Orleans or what have you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's my favorite spot uh, outside of Baltimore. Uh, so, when, when you, you touched on it. Uh, when when I think of comics and and I think of your work, the the, the kind of conversation that's surrounding it or what um you're you're kind of presenting in your work. I think of to a degree, ta Coates, uh, he comes to mind and I think uh, Baltimore, I think comics, I think the commentary on black, the black experience or black experiences, Um, which if any comics would you be interested in working on? Like, you know, company comes to you. One of the big ones, let's say Marvel, DC, whoever, break break it down. Who would you want to work for? Or who would you want to consult with um, to say, look, we need someone to vet this. Are we shitty here? (laughs) You know, which one would you be interested in saying, I got you?
1: You know, it's it's horrible what has happened to the X Men. Okay, like that was one of my favorite comics growing up, and one of the things about comic books is they don't really stand up. Like you can't go back and read them and be like, "Oh, I loved this as a kid." Mm. It wasn't it wasn't as deep. Like you probably don't want to watch the movie that you really really liked as a kid. But uh, X Men was like close yeah and it's gotten further and further away from what it was close to yeah and i feel like there's something there yeah also moon girl and devil dinosaur that's like uh that's a really hot character and it needs more characters around it mr terrific in dc like yeah 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 underutilized like character
0: there's so many yeah. And I think going back to the X-Men thing, I think where if looking at that golden era, that's what the 60s and what was happening during the 60s, you know, there's a bunch of different things happening. And they're the whole comic laws and all of that stuff. I think that they're aiming for it
1: when it comes along to like really heyday of X-Men, when you get to like the 80s, 90s yeah, yeah. of X-Men or when you get to that point where they introduce like the multicultural uh, sure. Well, it wasn't multicultural at the time. It was like a world thing. So you had one person from Europe, one person from Russia, one person from Japan. So they're in like, Colossus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're touching on places instead of types of people. There weren't any uh, like black X-Men from America.
0: Bishop was from the future <laughs> and he might not have been black. He was aboriginal.
1: <laughs> so he was Australian aboriginal. He was Stevie
0: is who he was, but go on. Yeah,
1: and the, yeah, great that he also gets to be, like, enslaved in the future. And Storms from Africa, which I feel, but it's not the same story. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar story, but it's not the same story. It's not, like, uh, the difference between Baltimore and Detroit. There's a big difference between Africa and and United States. Yes. So, like, yeah, I think they're, they left. it's just Uh like, (laughs) you know. Yeah, it's like you tried. It's like you tried. It's like you made. um It's like you made uh, French fries, Baltimore style, with ketchup and Old Bay, but you did one shake. Like you did just like you're like oh no, it's got salt and pepper
0: and one shake of this. Well, then you forgot the hot sauce too, because you know. Yeah. Because I was East Baltimorean, I don't know what. <laughs> oh, we just I just killed it with like Old Bay, like it's like cake nah i i'm i'm loading it with that louisiana hot sauce extra pepper i'm and it gotta be western fries i'm a wild boy when it comes to it okay all
1: right I, as long as they come in like a little uh chinese food container of course with a fork, anything anything
0: else is uncivilized what do you say <laughs> i'm
1: just saying some people don't know some people don't know
0: like yeah and get me a half and half I was, I was dating a girl from um, from St. Louis, and she was like, "How do you get your fries?" And I was like, "Baltimore style," and she's like, "What does that even mean?" I was like, "Well, <laughs> yeah. well let me show you." She's like, "How much hot sauce do you have on there? What's with this ketchup?"
1: Yeah, I was in New York, and they uh, they had a like a fan that was serving food, and they were like, "Yeah, this is the one with the old bait. and I was like, "That's come on," and he's like, "Wait, tell me to stop," and I was like, "Hand me the hand me a... <laughs> you just threw the bag off,
0: <laughs> yeah, and just. Yes. It's like when you go to what is it, Olive Garden. It's like you want more parm? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> keep it coming. Um, so, who who are some of your favorite artists? Whether whether it be in the the, the visual artists more broadly or comics, however you want to answer that. But um, who are some of your favorite artists? Ooh,
1: uh, so there are tons. Jim Lee is a great artist, but like it's dated in my mind. Like I came up in the time. The drawing uh, was like Jim Lee. It was Todd McFarlane. It was Rob Liefeld. And uh, all of the so people rough. who had, yeah. But he made,
0: like, he made you pay attention. That is true. Anatomy is not a skill of his. and It's not a strength. But yes, he makes you pay attention.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's like the, one of the, one of the things that really, my attention when i was younger but i never wanted to be those artists like i never wanted to draw like comics in their style or comic books in general i've always been a painter so like the painters i really vibe with are like norman lewis and his work is amazing uh oh there's why can't i remember it i'm so bad with names
0: Um, I'm taking a look at Norman Lewis right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, the whole spiral, uh, the group of spiral. Richard Mayhew has amazing paintings at the same time. Um, Sam Gilliam is like. Norman Lewis has this great thing where he does abstract paintings. We'll name them something like Harlem Turns Bite and say it's not about race and will also be on picket lines. <laughs> <laughs> and like he's just amazing and then you have people like Sam Gillian who's making abstract works and is about the process and about breaking down the barriers of what art is and we'll we'll never say anything about the paintings in general it's like so that's what I come from like and then like you layer on top of that like David Driscoll uh people people like that like I'm I'm such an art whore and it's specifically painting and like it's art history because this this thing about painting, right? Uh, When you get into like the art history of painting where so many people are left out, like Norman Lewis should be like among the great abstract expressionists, but like he doesn't show up and he's getting his acclaim more and more as time comes by, like there's a picture of all the abstract expressionists and I believe he's the only black person in it. Um, painting is like a series of responses to previous painting.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So like, there's this great, like talking to history that's embedded inside of it. So when I think about like the artists that inspired me, I think about also like taking painting and taking a classical manner of painting, which is like, uh, on board, uh, rabbit skin glue, uh, underpainting, uh, highly drawn, thin washes of oil painting and taking that and combining it with the thing that I do. Yeah. But it's also something about like the physical object of the comic book actually having history and then altering that. So like, I'll talk about that all day. Yeah. All day. And like whenever I can get somebody who wants to listen to it, I will talk about it.
0: I feel like there's a whole new series of just you talking. Like, here's the other thing that you guys don't get about this. Here's the history.
1: (laughs) I won't do that. Like, uh, but I have to be really uh, calm because, you know, you never give people a chance to be like, we were. no, 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 we were talking about Van Gogh.
0: I'm like, no, 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 Van Gogh is amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. But he's got his shot. Yeah. Let's move over here for a second. Just for a second. So, So tell me, tell me how maybe your work has changed over like the last three to five years and it may be even longer, but I I use that three to five year period because five years ago, Freddie Gray happened here and there, that that was kind of one of those really, obviously it was a very important period and a highlighting thing here, but also it was kind of one of those, 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 those points where we were filming and videotaping and capturing things that you and I knew and that people that look like us know. Um, So speak on that a bit. How's how's your work changed over that that period of time? So
1: when I went to grad school and I graduated in 2008, like I worked and then I went to grad school afterwards, always suggest that, that's amazing. I was, I'm trained as an abstract painter. So what I was painting was individual brushstrokes on acetate. And then I was cutting out those brushstrokes and using them to compose paintings on the wall. Oh, wow! So it's about the mark. It's about the history. It's about what makes a painting a painting.
0: Yeah. And then
1: Freddie Gray happened. And I'm in New York City. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Bed Stuy, and like my dad is like on North Utah, and he's like, you know, he's like 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm and like I had been staying with him before and I stayed with him a lot and he was always around the area and I'm like I'm so far removed from what I actually care about
0: mm-hmm. but
1: like my art didn't have a way to really talk about or work out what I was thinking about and what I was talking about and one of the things is I don't I don't like that version of being um, vulnerable so I didn't yeah. put that into my work So I actually, like, that's where I found the comic books. I looked and I was like, you know what? I need to work this out. And the way I can work this out is through something. And I looked around and I had my comics in the closet. What was left after my mom gave them away to kids in the neighborhood, of course. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Every every collector has that story. And it's your fault for leaving them at home. This is true. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, and I... And I dig some out, and I'm like, all right. And I make these works, and I make like ten of them. Yeah. And that's like the amazing black man. There's policemen. There's like uh, in America. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna. I just I made this work because this is what I'm caring about. This is what, like, and this is a story. And my, like my, uh, my thesis advisor, really amazing artist, Furious West was like, even what my work in grad school was like, you know what, I don't think what this is, this is what you're about. I think that, and he'd point to this this thing on the wall that was totally different. I think that's closely what you're about. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah. he, like, he was like, okay, it's like, all right. And he's just like, you get that people who know more than you, but don't push it onto you. Yeah. And so like, I'm taking this and I'm like, all right, I'm never going to show this to anybody. Mm-hmm. And I put it up on the wall one time, just like I have my other paintings and I have these.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna put these up this one time. Nobody's ever gonna see. Them. Yeah. And like, that was the beginning of it. That's the break from like the abstract work that's still what I think about and still uh, comes into the work that I'm doing now because everything in paintings is an abstraction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the break into something that is actually more personal Uh, more lived, but also researched and understood, and probably more important, I don't know, I can can paint anything.
0: I dig it. And I I try not to do too much of the parallels, though though I do it, where I, I try to relate on what I do creatively to the guests that I have, and what they do creatively, just to find that common ground and relate. And you know, for the better part, I've been podcasting for come up on 13 years. And for the better part of mm. that time, I was telling dick and fart jokes and making fun of some of the goofiest <laughs> news stories. And it got to a point where that's still fun. That's still embedded and That's something that I enjoy kind of turning nudes on its head and enjoying that. But I was like, really, what matters to me? What's 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 important to me? And this podcast coming up, this particular podcast, and just getting annoyed with people just taking shots at Baltimore and having to listen to it. And I know better. It's like not (laughs) not to ignore and say none of these things happen. I'm not stupid. But at the same time, I know that there is a vested interest in making this city look a certain way and the people, which is always the thing I always go back to. We're not numbers. We're not statistics. We're individuals that are all individual lights, energies, experiences, and stories. So that's the thing that, that really drives this podcast and being able to have conversations, some of them that are really, you know, static and like, so artists, tell me about it. And some that are Mm -hmm. more, you know, more dynamic and it's like, oh, that was a cool conversation. We should get a drink later. And I think that's the thing in showing the, showing the people that, that are listening, like these are these are the entrepreneurs that you're talking to and that you're doing business with these are the artists that you're you know like obsessed with and that you're doing business with and showing them as people and i think that's where you know and this this all happened after you know when trump was talking that spicy shit about baltimore i was like all right that was that point for me and i was like all right i need to do something that adds to this because i i need to say something and this is the only thing i really know how to do
1: and that passion shows through. Like, it's a scary thing to actually touch on the things that you really care about. Yeah. Like, it's much easier to do the things that like, oh, I'll just do the. But like, sure. people can feel it when you are about it. Yeah. And that's what makes this podcast great.
0: Well, thank you. And it, it's it's a thing. It's because Baltimore, we're you know you know this. We're very authentic here, and it's like yeah, you're faking that, man. Like, no, oh, that's real. That's legit, right there. <laughs> Yeah, like or what yeah. is it? That's your phony. You're like, you're like I,
1: right. I like when I was in New York and people were like, "Oh man, it's hard out there." I was like, "It's hard where?" <laughs> and then like, like you're from you, you staying over in Vernon. I was like, "Yeah, that's dangerous." I'm like, mm, "Okay." Nah, it's I okay. was like, "This feels like Turner Station, which isn't like dangerous." Yeah, yeah. Like people live here. Like that's what most of Baltimore is. People live here.
0: I, I I've, like every time when I go out of town and I'm with like some of my friends and they may be from the county and they'll claim Baltimore. And I was like, no, don't say that. You're mm-hmm. you're scared of you're scared of the crown and where the art kids hang out. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be very real here. Yeah. Uh, so I got two more questions before I give you back the rest of your, your afternoon. And then I get out there and get back to another rousing interview. Uh, so. For, so I, I want to talk about comics a little bit, but from the award standpoint, and maybe even from the, I guess, the history standpoint, the question I was referring to earlier. So the the, the Eisner Award, you know, it's huge in comics or what mm-hmm. have you. And that's like a distinction. You get that and it's like, oh, wow, you're doing something. But also it's namesake, well, Eisner is responsible Mm -hmm. for creating Ebony White in the spirit comics. And that is a minstrel character. Um, Mm -hmm. Pop culture has a habit, I think, and it it happened maybe in the last two years where it's very big of kind of sweeping these, I'll say for lack of better term or terms, racially ignorant properties under the rug. Like, oh, we did this, we had this happen. This didn't look too good for us. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel's in blackface, my bad. What's your take on that approach of not acknowledging that that history there and kind of sweeping it under the rug, sanitizing it? Would you rather the content be as is with the decla- with the disclaimer or omit it altogether?
1: Oh no, I want everybody to see it. I want it to be front and center. I want to know, and I want other people to know about it. Um, mm-hmm. There's. You know, there's this constant thing about like, oh, we need to move on. But you haven't done anything to allow us to move on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like when you do damage to someone and you want to move on without making any anything right, then we haven't moved on. You yeah. just escape liability. And the constant argument about like, oh, times were different. No, we can find people in those times who was telling you that shit you did was fucked up. Yeah, like, during slavery, there's a thing called (laughs) abolitionists. Like, like, it's not just a thing of the times where everything's gravy. And just because you can find one person who was happy with that enslavement doesn't negate everyone who was enslaved. So, like, the Will Eisner's... Let's, um there's an artist who does these little sculptures in uh times not Times square but like eighth avenue subways and everything and yeah. apparently in grad school or undergrad he shot a dog and killed mm-hmm. it as part of his artwork yeah no like that, we just can't yeah we just can't skip over these things no 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 That's you have to like, you have to account for that. And yes, you might have to apologize again because someone new finds out that you did something wrong. That's just something you're going to have to live with.
0: I, I, I think that's a big thing, especially with how, and I don't want to be old man Rob about it because I (laughs) I have a, I have older man tendencies when it comes to certain things, but like when we do this faux cancellation thing, like I cancel who gets canceled, you know, whatever that means. And we're really fake about how we go about it because if we're doing a sanitation thing, which is, is happening a lot, then it kind of negate, it tries to negate it, but it's like, no, 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 you, you had. I, I want to know, I want to know the whole yeah. thing. So I, I will say when I first became aware, it, it was a show that I was watching. Uh, it was last year. Um, it was, uh, what is it? Um, uh, uh, Penny Dreadful City of Angels. Yeah. And they have a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode that there's something that's going to happen. They don't want to give away, you know, what's going to happen in the episode, but they are like, it's a trigger warning at the very beginning. And I appreciated the trigger warning And the episode is kind of like, you know, we get to that, you know, how you're watching like a series. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm at that 42 minute mark. There's only 43 minutes. So where is it? Oh, oh. So, and it was, um, it was a Mexican dude that got lynched in the episode. That's how the episode oh. ended. And I was like, even with the trigger warning, thank you for that. But also, damn, you know, it yeah. it didn't the it didn't it a little bit. And you know, sometimes they may say, "Oh, for your for your safety, for what's best for you, let's let's trim that down." We're not saying that, I don't think. But it's like keep all of the stuff in there. Put a disclaimer in there. Put something in there. I need to know mm-hmm. that this existed. So if the Golden Girls did some weird racial storyline, I need to know that. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to exist
1: it like you did that yeah. like and if you moved past that then that's a great story that we can tell sure and you can talk about your journey moving past that but if other people can't get past it 100 percent okay
0: some people have these weird short memories like they can remember to, for whoever it is right if if it's a person that we don't like as much as another person we can go back 20 years ago and pull up some shit on this person and then Mm -hmm. now it's front and center and you need to apologize for it and so on and that's a whole bucket and then you have people we might like a little bit more they might be popping a little bit more have said some things that it's like oh no this was a big chunk of your music for a while like like (laughs) you know i what he said was incredibly stupid um, the baby with his homophobic rant or what have you. Uh-huh. But then people like Tyler, the creator, and he was throwing around the F word a lot. And, and that yeah. wasn't that long ago. So it's like, do like, it, as my girl points out, are we, do, are we going to do the whole thing? Are we doing this or not? Because if we are, <laughs> you know, that's what she talked about. I, I say is it, that's the thing that catches me. If this is what we're doing and this is what is considered in good taste and the most inclusive way about going about things, then let's do that. But don't be fake about it.
1: And I think um, when people get canceled, they get like they get an opportunity. Like uh, I know like the baby, he said he said that shit and he
0: He was idiotic. (laughs) And even unasked for, unvolunteered no one said, ignorance. Hey, like hey, Volunteered man. ignorance. What's your take on this? It's like the Chappelle bit. What does John think? What does the yeah. baby think? <laughs> yeah, and it's like
1: it's it's also like nobody gave him like the the reported question that framed exactly what the answer was that they wanted. Yeah. Like this is him off the dome. And just like being ridiculous. He's on homophobia. <laughs> yeah. I actually think the title of the creator is actually interesting because the context around him is he, he has an interesting relationship with his sexuality. Boom. Yeah. 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 And like, if, if he said the same thing that baby said, people are like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And then they talk and they hear him and then they're like, okay, wait, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's like that's the difference between that cancellation. It, we can't we also can't ignore uh the color aspect of it. Because like lots of people have said what the baby has said and been Lily White and they're still working.
0: Boom. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, uh, when you hear a police officer being arrested for doing something wrong, you're just like, but is he white though? Yeah. Or is he brown? Or is he Mexican? Or is he Hispanic? Is he uh, is he Asian?
0: I'm looking for that extra detail.
1: Yeah, because I've seen like um, a couple of officers who did the wrong thing, who needed to get punished and they were not white people. And I was Mm -hmm. like, and then they got punished. And I was like, so this only works Mm -hmm. for one type of person. Yeah. Are they also are they a woman?
0: It's an offer. It's an offering to uh, to quell the 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 savages as they, they may see mm-hmm. it. And you know, I, I think people don't see it. It's like, oh, we we talk about justice, we talk about so on. And it's like, are you really looking past the the face value? Because they're 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 putting their hand up to stick their other hand in your pocket and they're taking something from you. That's yeah. that's the way I, I look at it. It's like look for the other thing, look for that counterpunch. <laughs> yeah, it's <sighs> the nuanced sneak dissing they've had a long time they were overt for a very long time mm-hmm. with all of their tactics and now it's so refined and nuanced that we feel like we're getting something and we shouldn't want to get anything we should just want things to be equitable or or yeah but i yeah. I, I don't i don't think they're trying to appease us
1: yes they're not. so like when uh juneteenth comes around that's not for us <laughs> like, that yeah. celebration isn't for us. That yeah. celebration is for the rest of America to say, oh, black people should shut up. They have Juneteenth now.
0: Oh, look, when that. So my employer, they they had us on this distro for black employees of said employer. And mm-hmm. we're like, black employees of said it's like, hold on. Why is <laughs> this? Here? And we, we go through the whole thing and I'm just listening to people, you know, air their grievances and, you know, it's the like people are trying. They're, they're the people that are uh, proctoring this. They're trying to determine and get a temperature of are are people here really pissed and what are they pissed about? And it was you know normal things, money, work, work environment, things like that. So then they made this year. Oh, instead of the half day that we gave you guys for Juneteenth, now it's a full day. So on Juneteenth, I went out. I did my thing. I you know did my workout and. I see the it, it blew me away. I see just one white guy, he's in a kufi with the, you know, the friggin' mm-hmm. hotel situation. I was like, hold up. I say, like, hold dice, what, what are we doing here? And there's two guys in the park, two white guys in the park, happy Juneteenth, happy Juneteenth. I was like, I am going to light myself on fire. I was like, this is not, this is that's not how you
1: that's not how you celebrate it. Like right? this isn't like. This isn't like uh, April Fool's Day. It's not like um, like Halloween. Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's like,
0: like <laughs> I'm waiting for that Juneteenth yeah. barbecue. That's what I'm waiting for. And the uh,
1: what is it? The fireworks?
0: Like <laughs> the fireworks? The club special? Like yo? <laughs> mm-hmm. The sales? It's Like what are we doing here? Like we um, don't want this. This is not the, sale. the sales on all things back. Oh my god. Yeah, it's um, like <laughs> the three fifth sale. It'll be it'll be something yeah. like that. Oh, like, why is there a sneakness in here all the time? Oh, It is going to come.
1: <laughs> I had a friend. Um, I had a friend and she she had this boyfriend and she was like, he's never grateful. And she's like, I come to his house like I cleaned up his entire room. It was a mess. And now it looks gorgeous. And he didn't he didn't even really thank me. That's not what he asked for. You're giving him things that he didn't ask for. That's great. Like you can come in my house and you can give me um, some soda, like a a two liter soda. I don't really like carbonation. (laughs) So the thing that you're going to get from me is not the thing that you want. Mm -hmm. And and that's what America is. They're like, oh, you wanted this thing. Here's a Juneteenth holiday.
0: Right, right. You want to, You wanted yeah. a substantive change? Here's a mural. Mm-hmm. It's like,
1: yeah. Up. Oh, you wanted police reform? Oh, here, here's um, uh, Black Lives Matter on the street. Yeah. We painted that for you.
0: You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, you wanted, uh,
1: you wanted qualified immunity to disappear? We have Black Trans Lives Matter on the
0: street. Yeah, we added more letters, and we got it yeah. color-coded.
1: More <laughs> inclusive.
0: So, so the last question I have for you. Um, so, when we, when we get this Kumasi J with the period, Barnett Cinematic Universe, what's the what's the first movie that's going to happen in there? What's 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 going to happen in there? I need to know this. Uh, <laughs> I think it,
1: like, I think it has to be the Amazing Black Man. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like um, that's the thing I know the most about. Yeah. And like, if if we're rating like comical characters that are great, I think Spider-Man is like one of the best. Like, I think he's a better character than like Superman and Batman. That's legit. So, like, yeah. That's legit. And, yeah. So I think we start there Yeah. and then like lots of guest stars, lots of uh, Easter eggs, put mm-hmm. everything into one bucket.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm getting that SAG card. So, I mean, when this universe is created, I mean, I, I, I am Black, uh, if you, you haven't noticed. And, uh, you know, just. We got a spot. Much, yeah, just good to know. Uh, yeah. So that's all the questions I have. And i like to offer up this opportunity for you to shamelessly plug anything that you want, your website, social media, anything that you want.
1: I mean, it's all like the Kumasi, the, my first name, K-U-M-A-S-I. And if you Google Kumasi J Barnett, it's it it'll come up. Um, shows are out there. I mean, I do like. There's a long term goal that is really ridiculous, which is to become. Uh, when you Google Kumasi, to come before the city,
0: yeah.
1: And you know, I think you just need to have stretch goals, <laughs> because that it's also a goal that doesn't matter.
0: Yeah.
1: And like. One of the things about art is like uh it's not like being a businessman, it's not like uh art like uh accounting. Uh you don't know and you don't get uh concrete um successes. Like everything is kind of amorphous.
0: Yeah, that's like, that's so, what I've noticed in interviews, yeah.
1: Yeah, and like for all the people out there doing art, it's like having babies. Like, you're not going to see the results for 10 months.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, and you know, cut yourself a break out there. That's all I'm saying to everybody out there. Cut yourself a break. We can all see each other two ways. One way is you're a guy working at at a Wendy's as an assistant manager. The other is you write really amazing music. Yeah. Which one are you really? Like, are you the Starbucks person or are you the artist? Because if you're an artist working at Starbucks, that's shine. If you're working at Starbucks and that's your life, if you enjoy it, wholeheartedly. But if you're working at Starbucks and you hate Starbucks, you need to find that other thing. Yeah.
0: That's, that's, a, that's a gem right there. So for the the so for, the, for the very talented, entertaining, and just, just all around, just your gold, um, Kamasi yes. J. Barnett, I am Rob Lee saying there's art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it.